welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete, and joining me is... Diane! Yeah, so here we are. We're, we're in 2017, getting back into the routine. Another podcast for whoever wants to listen. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you should continue that rhyme. Oh. But... Well, where were you? I'm sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I don't know what we're really going to talk about today. I guess there's a few things we can, we can talk about. Um, usually we start off with sort of what's new this Mm -hmm. week. Um, so we just got back from a big birthday party. We did. My, uh, well, grandma, we always call her Oma because it's uh, Dutch side. So my Oma's 80th birthday. Yes. Which was, which was really fun. It was a nice little... Get together. Yeah. Quite I guess a, large get together. It's a pretty big family. It is. And quite an awesome milestone to get to 80 and still be really healthy and able to appreciate your really large family. Yeah. So I believe the numbers are 11 grandkids and 13 great grandchildren. Other way around. Other way around. Yep. Okay. And uh, yeah, five daughters. So. Yeah, that's my mom's mom, and uh, one of my favorite things of this the party was she actually had this like little speech, she said, um, and we had a rented hall for this huge family. It actually made our family not seem as huge, because the room was so big. I don't it's know if true. you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. It suddenly seemed like, oh, this is cool, this is fine. But I guess not everyone was there, because we have some relatives out in uh, Vancouver, as well as uh, Ontario. Um, but anyway, she, she started saying a little speech about being 80, and it was actually pretty comical. There was a lot of humor in there, um, talking about how it's okay to be 80. It's the best time of your life, because basically you can get away with everything. Mm-hmm. Like forgetting your name, forgetting where you live, people will help you carry your bags, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. It's a pretty cute speech coming from an old lady, mm-hmm. um, and one who's, I guess, uh, usually described as a little bit of a, an angry, angry woman. So she's just an old lady. Yeah. I mean, she's that's angry, that's but kind yeah. of just the thing I think. Yes, it is. But she found this. Yeah. She must've had it from when someone else turned 80 and she thought it was fun and she'd keep it around and Hey, mm. she just turned 80. She can pull it out again. Yeah. No, yeah. it's funny. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't know Oma was such a, such a comedian. Hmm. Oh yeah, that was that was a cool party. Any highlights for it was. you? Um, I just I I really enjoyed myself. There was a slideshow of all the all pictures of Oma. Yeah. Um, from when she was little and immigrating to Canada, to to now, and you know, just going through uh, school aged pictures and wedding photos and seeing all of her kids kind of progress through the years. Yeah. Some really cool pictures of like your mom when she was younger and the whole family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was pretty neat. Yeah. We even had, uh, I think my high school, high school photo or yes, something like that. Yes. Your high school picture. Yeah. was pretty pleased. You had some award there. So that's cool. Yeah. Actually, I, I did very well in high school, even though, uh, grade eight, I, I was the new kid there. I, I moved from another public school to to uh, one just down the street from where I lived in, in Stouffville. Uh, some of you, some of you public school for grade eight, and I and I was the new kid for the last year. And uh, by the end of the year, people were like, didn't even remember that. Like I very quickly got myself uh, 
in in there. Got very social, met a lot of people, and just kind of made it like, oh, I've always been here. I can see you doing that. Yep. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was good. I did very well academically as well. So I think I got the history award, which was strange of all. Is that what was in things. the picture? Yeah. Cool. Um, I think I was in the running for the art as well, but they decided they're only going to give one to each student or something like that. And uh, that's fair. No one else was excelling in history, I guess. So <laughs> they uh, they gave that to me. So it's kind of a fun fact with me. I mean, people usually equate me with uh, creativity or you know something artistic, musical, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But no, my award was history. So tells you something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something about me. Also a history buff. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else from the party? Uh, you got to carry around a kid for a while. How was that? I did. And I think I've um, not like pulled a muscle, but I can feel a <laughs> muscle in my back, like sincerely worked hard yesterday, which is funny. Uh, my dad's like, so you carried a baby for 10 minutes and you've pulled a muscle? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> um, I think it was just, um, so I have a dominant side that I like to hold the babies on mm-hmm. and I shifted her to the non-dominant side and I think my body was like, whoa, how do we hold a baby on this side? And my back did something weird and I started using this muscle in my deep back that I don't use ever, apparently. That's a, Cause it's sore. That's hilarious, D. <laughs> I know. Um, it wasn't even one of the like really large 30-pound yeah. babies that they have there. Yes. It was There's a some... nice normal-sized baby. <laughs> <laughs> there is some babies that are notoriously large in my family. It's it's a strange thing. But yeah, this was a They're this was a tiny kids. one. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was funny. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And otherwise it's just it's always nice to hang out with your family in a relaxed setting. Food was provided. Um we could just sit and mingle and that was cool. Yeah, there was uh There was talk of there was supposed to be a talent show where all of the, uh, I guess, grandkids or great-grandkids, whatever it might be, put on a little talent show for Oma. Um, And so me and uh, my brother, Field Processor, we were like, hey, maybe maybe we'll play some tunes. And we even came up with a idea, a loose idea of what we could do. Um, We were going to do a cover of a Daniel Lenoir tune, The Maker, because that's about God, and, you know, Oma would love that. Uh, but otherwise, it was just a loose plan. But, um, you know, when we arrived, there was no there's no real, like, stage setup for talent show. It wasn't really, like, a thing. Um, and there was nowhere to even plug our instruments into. There was one guitar amp, but, you know, we were... We, we were told there was going to be, like, a speaker system and a stage and all this, but... It wasn't really designed for a talent show per se, and no one did anything. So we didn't feel like we were going to do that after all. Like it was, it was sort of something in the background. We were kind of, you know, feeling out the situation, but there was a slideshow running the whole time, which was, which was lovely. Um, and then there was just uh, uh, Oma's daughters were singing, like, uh, choir. Were they church songs or were they camp songs what were they like they were church, both? church songs or a mix of both yeah so it seemed like that was more appropriate than you know uh, a rocktronica group getting on the stage and banging out some stuff so you yes. know we prepared for the option of it and and a lot of people were asking i thought you were going to do something but it's like it just didn't feel right and uh 
the event was only like two and a half hours. Also, like it seemed to close down by the time we even got there. Like it seemed to go by so fast. I don't know. We had dinner, we had dessert, just talked with people. And then it was like, okay, we got to pack up and leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did seem to kind of fly by. I think, yeah, I'm not even sure that the people organizing the party knew what exactly they wanted to do for this talent show. I don't know if they imagined like the great grandchildren putting on a little like skit or something or what the idea was behind this. I don't even know um, who came up with the idea. Yeah, but um, I think the way things played out was was ideal. And was I better, often yeah. find that, you know, I've planned parties or bachelorettes or whatever, and you have activities, but if people yeah. are sitting around a table mingling, everyone's chatting, you're not just going to be like, okay, okay, everyone, just going to interrupt you so we can yeah. do this random activity and it goes real quiet and then people have to get into this game and then it stops and then... They just go back to talking. Like, I would rather just have everyone enjoy themselves and keep chatting. You make a very valid point because, like, that that does happen at some parties where there is that person who's very organizer. Like, I have to make sure we do this now. And it's like, can can we just, like, not do that right now? Like, can we just enjoy ourselves? Mm -hmm. And it often is the spontaneous things that make a party the best. Like, at uh, Christmas with the Christmas charades. Like, no one plan for that to someone looked at a card and was like, well, it'd be really crazy to do this. And then that was a hit of that party. Right. Um, and when we hosted new year's like a couple of weeks ago, I had all these snacks and brought a lot of, bought a lot of mixed drinks and things like that. And they didn't even get really touched because, yeah. uh, our guests came from having a big dinner. So it's like, yes, whatever, just, just be flexible and, and, uh, do whatever, whatever the fun thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That and was. actually, there was a lot of fun activities. I mean, I made a, I made a puzzle. It mm-hmm. was like a little kid's corner for drawing and stuff. And I was looking at that and someone said, hey, uh, you, can, <laughs> you can do it too if you want. It's like, yeah, I want to make a puzzle, draw on a puzzle thing. And yes. Make the most psychedelic photo possible. And I have a temporary tattoo. Yes, you're wearing one How right now. How fun is that? I had to yeah. saw my mom for lunch. I had to be like, this is temporary, just to <laughs> throw that out there before you realize there's something on my arm. <laughs> it doesn't look real, come on. No, it's no, very it's faint. it's all faded. Um, so, Did yes, she go, wah? But, no, I just wanted to curtail it before it happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good call. Good call. You know, I feel like I know my mom. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So what did you want to talk about today? Well, I thought we could just share stories of our grandparents. That's a good idea. Because there were some, well, your one cousin shared a story of your Oma, but I'm sure you have other stories of Oma that you could share. And I have stories of my grandparents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The song that we were joking around with doing as a performance was really going to be more about catchphrases. And I was basing it all around my my favorite thing my Oma ever said was three bowls. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember the context of it. Oh, really? But I think there's uh, a story. Isn't there a story? I think there's a story behind it, but I can't remember it. And it's Mm. not going to make for a very good story then. But uh, for some reason, she exclaimed one time that she only had three bowls. And she has a Dutch accent. So it's like, three, three bowls or something. Mm -hmm. And very loud. It's a lot like how your mom shouts, Ron, (laughs) or something. It's it's humorous. And that's like Uh their catchphrase. And my opa, when he was alive, he had a ton of those too. Like his 1265 and whatever. Uh, catchphrases. But I do remember since hearing three balls, I've been trying to get her to do it like every time <laughs> since. And I've had it been successful a few times. And I think one time she said three 
something else that rhymed with bowls, and that was just ecstatic for me as well. Um, but yeah, so that was basically going to be the uh, the song was going to be three bowls at Oma Fest, um, which never came to be. But uh, yeah. Huh. It's really an inside joke, so I don't know if anyone would even get it. So <laughs> I would require but, like a big explanation. But don't your cousins begin. all get it? Oh They're yeah, yeah, all yeah, in yeah, on yeah, the yeah, three yeah. bowls. Yeah. yeah, but that's still only like what eight out of eighty. <laughs> so let's just move on from that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, grandfather on my mother's side, his catchphrase whenever we'd come over and give me a big hug and be like come over here, sit in my lap and tell me some lies. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> that was that was his phrase, which I always thought was odd and also funny. And also, I'm a terrible liar, so... <laughs> what do you mean, like, Grandpa? I know, what, what lie? And I'm not very witty. I feel like a witty grandchild would come up with some elaborate lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that would be fun. I wonder if uh, I'll have catchphrases to our kids or grandkids I'm sure that's a crazy be, thought eh? i'm sure there'll be something that you say that will like the three bowls just resonate and right just be that's their true thing. you don't you don't choose them usually mm-hmm. they, they get they get picked for you yes because you say them all the time right because so. i do have a few i know mm-hmm. i like uh if i'll ever like make a noise in the distance i'll say nothing yes <laughs> is uh one of my favorites um but yeah i don't know if that would catch on and hence being a catchphrase so what were some fun things that you like to do with your grandparents? Grandparents? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you put me on the spot so long ago, you know. Do you want me to go first and then yeah, you can you think can about it? Yeah, you can go first. Uh, so one set of grandparents we would visit every summer. That's kind of where we spent our summer vacation. So there was lots of swimming in their pool, swimming in the lake, some fishing, eating corn on the cob breakfast together, going for walks. They lived in the, they kind of live in the country or in a really small town. So we go for walks in the back in the country road. Um, yeah, just really, it's just like hanging out Mm -hmm. that I remember being totally cool with and really liking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, both of my grand grandparents, uh, sorry, my grandfathers on both sides, they, they both passed away quite, quite a long time ago. I think they were both in their sixties when they went, um, but they were both left such a resonating um, uh, feeling for all of us. Uh, they were they were good they were good grandpas. Like they they had these like ideals and and thoughts and, and catchphrases too mm-hmm. that sort of uh, passed on to the younger folk and sort of you know taught them a few things. Um, my opa was very very involved with his community so much so that he still has plaques around. Uh, Jordan, Ontario, of all the things he built as a blacksmith, but also he was in construction, so he built many people's homes mm-hmm. and was also very involved with his church. So there is a lot of that, and it's pretty pretty awesome seeing someone who's so important to their community, especially when he passed. There was, you know, such a presence, much like with your, your grandpa recently with the uh, Legion, like there was so many people that you know, he was involved with and more important too. So mm-hmm. there's something very magical about that. Um, I do remember with both of them, uh, they were very manly men, even though they weren't like <laughs> giant, like strong people, they were both pretty skinny and rather short as I guess old men are. Uh, but they're always very strong in both will and like physical. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, they taught me a lot about that kind of stuff, like what it means to sort of be a man. And I like that role model. I'd like to carry that on, certainly if I had children, you know, because I think that's kind of getting lost on society, the idea of what a man is. And, and you know, it's great that we have gender equality and all this, but mm-hmm. I think there are some things that, you know, let's not lose sight of what, you know, what makes a good person, but also what makes... A, a strong woman and what makes a strong man. I think they are different things. And I think we c- can embrace that and uh, acknowledge that at the same time as acknowledging each other. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can see that in my grandparents as well. One grandfather was a carpenter, so he was always same building thing. things, fixing things, come over to the house, and suddenly there was a sandbox or there was a brace for our table yeah um and my other grandfather was an engineer so he worked on trains yeah engineer with the railway so yeah 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 typical typical roles there but also uh my one grandfather had two daughters who he really loved to raise yeah so that was fun too yeah well my opa had five daughters that's just crazy (laughs) and watching that slideshow you know it's just like all smiles and all good. And I know it wasn't all good because there were some really challenging times, right? Mm-hmm. Like poverty yeah. and, you know, even just coming to Canada from another country. That is a huge ordeal. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what that's like, right? Like, let's just mm-hmm. get on a boat and take what little we have with us and just try to find a job and try to make it happen, make it work. It's, it's a crazy thought to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. And a war. Like both my grandparents lived through a war. Yeah. Fleeing. That's pretty. Uh, yeah. That's not something that hopefully we'll ever have to encounter, but. Yeah. I don't know. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's something to really reflect on. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of in this mood right now. I think it's part of New Year's or something, but I'm, I'm really in a really strange reflective mood right now, or I'm just trying to think of. Uh, what what can I do to better myself this year? Because I mm. think uh, last year my my uh, New Year's resolution was to have more fun. Yes, and uh, I had I had some fun. I could have had more fun, but really, I did yeah. have I did have a lot of fun. Um, but it may have been to a detriment of my health and uh, other things. <laughs> so there needs to be a bit of a balance. I feel like I'm going to take a little yeah. step back, and I'm trying to figure out now. What can I do to like better myself physically and uh, even mentally, emotionally? Like, there's, mm-hmm. I feel like an, there's another change coming soon. So this might be a bit of a journey this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really in a state of pondering right now what I want to do about that because um, it's it's on my mind and it's and it's a weird thing. Uh, like when I was young, I, I would always have all these goals. You'd have all these things to think about and. And I'm also pondering it when I'm seeing, like, uh, we're watching The Office again together for, like, the third or yes. fourth time. <laughs> um, and we just saw it, watched the finale, like, just literally an hour ago. And, uh, you know, Pam has that great message. It's like, just find your goal and, and, and go after it. Um, and I'm, I'm in that pondering moment. And I'm thinking about this. And it's like, it's kind of, I mean, it's a bittersweet thing. I, I hate to sound like a first world problem here, but it's like, when I was young... I just wanted to find, you know, it was all about finding your love or finding that perfect job, right? Mm-hmm. And really, I've done all it. I've, I've accomplished all my goals. I'm just like really ecstatic. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got no real 
goals beyond this point is kind of <laughs> a bizarre situation to be in. And it's, I'm starting to reflect on that. It's like, is this making me feel a little bit, uh, uh, not submissive, but it's like, I'm sort of just in the state of just day to day now. Cause it's like, like well, just I got stay it's stagnant. At this maybe level. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like I'm happy. You're, you're fantastic. I love you so much. Right. And, uh, my job's pretty, pretty darn cool. I don't know what I would change about it other than, you know, try to continue growing within it. So mm-hmm. like sometimes I think, Oh, should I just try to get another job? And it's like, well, what, what would I want to do other than this? Right. Like mm-hmm. this is a really fantastic position and it's a, such a bizarre scenario to put yourself into. So it's like, what do you, what do you do with yourself if everything seems really good? Um, so other than, uh, putting pressure on you to extend and grow a family, I don't know <laughs> what else there is to do with myself. It's like, yeah, everything's good. I'm in a band. I love my band. Like we're, we're yeah. doing what I want to do. We're constantly, you know, doing new things with that and we're doing them easily. Like we're, we're streaming, we're, we're publishing, we're doing, you know, things that I've always dreamed about years ago. And it's like, we're just doing it. So everything's coming together. Everything's fine. It's pretty excellent. We're, I know. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's kind of making me reflective. It's like, what? where do we go from here? Like, Yes. <laughs> I think it will be a very reflective year for me as well because I got, I'm, I'm at the end. You can't do more than a PhD. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, what do I do next? And I hadn't, I didn't really go into this with a, a definite idea of what I wanted to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I also feel reflective and yet extremely busy because it's not actually done yet. So yeah, well, my day to day life, it. yeah, it's very very busy. And yeah, so it's trying to finish it and do your work and do all that, but also think about what's to come mm-hmm. next. So it's a lot sometimes. Well, you're still at the stage where you are. You have a goal in mind that you have to accomplish. Yes. Which is, you know, good. Yes. But it's also nice to have an idea of what you're doing afterwards. So there isn't this (laughs) blank space. (laughs) True. Absolutely. But I don't know if I'll have exactly that worked out completely. We'll see. You'll see. Mm -hmm. You just have a bunch of thoughts, multiple ideas, multiple paths. Or do you have like a, a wall? Um, I don't have a wall. I have an offer to stay on in the lab and be actually paid to do what I'm doing right now and just help keep continuity in the lab because mm-hmm. it's working so well right now. Um, but I don't see that as a forever thing. Yeah. Because profs don't get nice large research grants that can support funding somebody for an extended period of time. So yeah. I may have to find something else. And I'm not sure what that will be yet. Yeah. And I'm not sure if what I decide that I want it to be, if I will then find that job, like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that happens, so. Yeah, so it's very strange. Very strange. Yes. Reflection and grandparents. Yeah. (laughs) Well, which is interesting, because when you have an 80th birthday, you can reflect back on your entire life and point out all the really cool things that you've done. But when you're in the middle of that life it's kind of like well what will i do next yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean at the same time like i don't i don't like uh thinking that life has to be a 
you know, five-step program where everyone's like, you, uh-huh. you know, you go to school, you graduate, you get your job, you get engaged, you get married, you have a kid, you move into a house. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they have to be these things. And this is, again, where it's like, I don't, I don't feel a pressure that I have to do that next thing or whatever. I mean, buying property even... People bring that up all the time. It's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy with where we are. I mean, I'm okay with renting, certainly where we are right now in our life. Maybe it would mm-hmm. make more sense um, if we're growing a family. So it is. like It's a bit like I've sort of plateaued the stage of our life. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like the quote in The Office in that season finale where yeah. Andy said, I wish, I wish that... Something oh. about being in the good old days. I wish I knew when I was in the good old yeah, days so I, I could I'd... appreciate it more. Yes. Before yeah. it became the good old days that I was thinking back on. Yeah, because I'm probably there right now too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. All this free time and... Just appreciating things. Lots of fun. Even just I was speaking to a relative about how I can wear pretty much whatever I want into the lab, barring that I have, you know, pants and a shirt on. Yeah. Um, but I don't have to dress up. In fact, it's probably not a good idea to wear nice clothes in the lab because things could spill or animals could poop on you and yeah. yada, yada. So I can be very comfortable. And a part of me, you know, wants to be, you know, in an office and like dress up every day and mm. like wear all the nice clothes. And a part of me is also like, that's going to get old real fast. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not that bad. I know it's not, it's that, not that bad. bad. I know, I know I but I will think bit. back to those days in the lab where I could wear whatever I decided I wanted to wear that day, and that was fine. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't really think about that that much. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it is annoying wearing uh, those business pants all the time, especially in the winter because it's so mm-hmm. cold. Yeah, and those things are like wearing I don't know, like a Kleenex. Like it's <laughs> it's not really covering. Anything in those winds? They still haven't figured out how to make like fleece lined dress pants, eh? Maybe they exist somewhere. Maybe that'll be my goal this year. That'll that'll give me something to do. (laughs) Go find some dress pants that are warm. (laughs) But it doesn't work once you get in the building because then it's really boiling hot. Hot, and you work with all those printers. Yeah. So. No, ma'am. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to share a couple catchphrases from my grandfather's. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, My opa had quite a few. one of his that we we would always quote would be his counting one, which was one two sixty five, and he would do this when he was hammering mm-hmm. or doing something related to construction. And I think the meaning behind it was probably more that uh, you can get things done quickly, but it also kind of reflected his attitude about how he built stuff, where it almost seemed mm-hmm. like he skipped steps. Mm-hmm. Um, which seemed a little funny but I loved it too because his other big catchphrase was just fixed because if there was ever a problem he would just come over again and just like oh I'm gonna do this glue it together or hammer it together whatever and it'd just be like "Mm, fixed one two sixty five whatever it's great so I always like those two Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember on the other side my grandpa when he passed away I remember I went up um and they asked someone to say some words, and, and no one really wanted to say anything. But I did go up, and I shared a couple uh, catchphrases of his. And what I learned a lot from my grandpa, my dad's dad, is, uh, I guess, a lot of humility. He was a very humble man. He never really thought of himself as, I don't know, truly exceptional or deserved everyone's attention. And I, I guess I got a lot of that from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, uh, my favorite quote from him is, it's amazing what you can do with your stupid head. <laughs> Which is nice. One of my favorites. 
Just you and your dumb brain. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I try it. My grandma has so many fun things that come out of her mouth, but it's usually not a catchphrase. It's usually some comment on food or someone's attire or how fast someone is moving or those types of things. Uh, but she is definitely someone that's full of gumption. Mm. And generally, I remember talking to you and you asked me, have you ever learned how to play poker? And I said, yeah. And he's like, who taught you how to play poker? Like, hmm. my grandma. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course it was grandma. Well, I do remember um, the first time I met your grandma. Mm-hmm. And she told me, uh, be nice to you or she'll kill me. Uh, yes. And then she kind of went, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. And you were very laid back little... because you're like, well, I'm not going to hurt her ever. So this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got all all smooth with her but at the same time even though she's like half my height um all scrunched down there i was like mm-hmm. that's a legitimate threat i could see her stabbing me in my kneecaps or something <laughs> so i better be good be good around her she's a little feisty this one she is feisty that is a good word to describe her i'm really appreciative of having um grandfathers who have always you know treated me completely fairly and also grandmas who don't take crap from anybody and who work really hard to raise their families and to be good like members of society mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both of them that's a good point actually yeah i got that on my side too yes so very appreciative of having those role models yep i agree mm-hmm. this has been an interesting reflective episode it has it has morphed and i like it of the ordinary day podcast Mm -hmm. but we're at about the 30 minute mark so do you want to wrap her up sure yes anything else you wanted to share um no i think that gives kind of a picture of of the grand of the grandparents yeah per se um but yes if you have any questions comments or topic ideas you can send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com Absolutely. And if you got some spare time, check out fieldprocessor.com. It's my band. They got the music at the beginning and the ending of this podcast. And they're awesome. Uh, So with that, we will uh, be back next week. And until then, take Take one more more for the the road. road.